This is the Global Logistics Podcast. Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us for our latest podcast. Um, this is the most remarkable story, and in fact, the most one of the most interesting stories I've ever come across. Just to give you a bit of background, um, I was contacted a couple of weeks ago um, by Gina Romero from UIC Comms, and she sent me over this amazing brief about a company called Carlisle Transport, and they're based in Anchorage, Alaska, um, and they actually helped transport 28 wood bison in support of an ongoing restoration project in Alaska. Absolutely remarkable. And I'm delighted because on the line or part of the Zoom call, I have Eleanor Harrington from Carlisle Transport, who's a senior account executive. Eleanor, thank you very much for joining us for this story, for this amazing story. Thank you so much, Mr. Grossmith, for having me on. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I mean, I've got so many questions here, but the the first one. No, actually, I'm just going to ask a, a, a very uh, a very simple question first. How long has Carlisle Transport um, been in operation? Sure, we are actually a 40 year old company um, here, based in Anchorage, Alaska, and we started off as a small trucking company, and yeah. as the community and the state. The company grew as well. So here we are 40 years later. (laughs) How on earth did this come about? Because to me, it seems so unusual. I mean, it may be that you've dealt with something similar, I have no idea, but can you just give us a little bit of background in in how this project actually actually evolved? Sure. Um, But let me let me go back and say, um, let me try to paint a little bit of a picture for you guys um, regarding Alaska. So um, you know, we're we're a trucking company, um, but it's not just a trucking company. We do logistics, we do bulk moves mm-hmm. of uh, fuel, we do heavy haul logistics, yeah. all the things, right? Um, and because it's Alaska and it's such a unique state, uh, you have to really be um, diverse in how you get things to different places. So we really do things not just by trucking, but air a lot of air, a lot of rail, ocean, um, and yes, even sled dogs. That's a different yeah. story for another time. <laughs> um, so the way that this project came about is that I uh, work personally uh, with the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center, yeah. and they are not a zoo. They are a conservation location, and we bring a lot of their goods, the animal feed to them, um, you know, if they're doing construction, we'll do construction equipment and things like that. Mm. So way back in the day, before before I was even part of this project or even I started working for Carlisle, um, Carlisle had worked in the past with um, the U.S. Well, Alaska Department of Fish and Game uh, through the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center to do this project in 2015. Right. And... Uh, the state of Alaska, so the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, um, they had such a good success back in 2015 that it was time for them to re, um, redeploy uh, another family, another herd of wood bison in the interior of Alaska. So they reached back out to us and said, is this something you guys are still interested in doing? And I said, me who is an animal lover and 
as somebody who's really involved in, um, how do you say, wanting to reintroduce these animals and get back our wildlife. I said, yeah, absolutely, sure. And I said, oh, maybe I should have asked um, my company first um, before I just said yes. And so after getting all the sign-offs, um, Carlisle said, absolutely, we, we really want to make sure it's safe uh, for the bison, for us, for uh, everybody involved. And so that's how those conversations started in order for us to even begin to make a plan. Right. Because so, there is such a brilliant line on your website here. And this is this is lifted straight from your website. We look for pride, integrity, grit, and approachability. What a fantastic line. How do you, because again, come for your website, absolutely, you talk about on here, uh, logistics heavy hall, government hazmat bolt. How on earth do you even begin to plan for this? Because I know you said you've got you 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 your company has experience, but even so, this has got to be done in such a precise way because at the end of the day we're talking about living beings. You know, it's how right. where where do you begin once you get that phone call, then put the phone down and say, Okay, guys, you know, where what's the first step? Um, so first, you take a few deep breaths, and um, you you realize you're right. This isn't just a, a commodity, right? This isn't a van full of t-shirts, right? Um, which you you still want to move safely, and you still want to make sure that nobody gets hurt, that the product isn't um, damaged. But these are live animals, right? Yeah. What price can you put on 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 a, a one-year-old bison, right? Um, so what we had to do is we had to uh, take into consideration all of the safety factors, right? So we worked hand-in-hand -hand with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. We had multiple video conferences with them in order to really understand what their needs are based on... Mm what they want to tell us about how will the bison behave, what, um, how do we reduce their stress levels. Yeah. And then we had to say, well, what are our trucking needs, right? Uh, what do we need in order to get the move accomplished? So um, from the trucking side, uh, we one of the things you have to know that there's only one road um, yes. between um, uh, Anchorage, which is where everybody essentially lives, 80% of the population, and Fairbanks, Alaska, which is where these wood bison were living. And there's only one road, and it's our quote-unquote highway. Yeah. And um, it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's, you know, it's not a four-lane highway, et cetera. It's a beautiful highway, <laughs> one, one lane each way. Yeah. And um, it's the distance is quite big. So what we had to do is we said, okay, um, we will we have to plan this um, based on weather yeah. because if it's too hot, you can't move the bison for their safety. Mm -hmm. We had to ensure that we had available truck drivers that are just um, have done more experienced moves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we really had to put this other portion of this. Um, we had to work with a river barge uh, that would offload the containers and the equipment that the 
Wood Bison are moved on uh, mm-hmm. from Nanana. So Nanana is right by Fairbanks, and then, or excuse me, from Fairbanks to Nanana. And Fairbanks to Nanana is about 16 miles. Yeah. So what is that? About 120 kilometers or so. So how do we do that, right? Um, so the first thing we said, okay, well, they have to get into the containers. And how how do you do that? So uh, Alaska Department of Fish and Game took care of how they were going to manage the wood bison there. They didn't want to create anxiety for them and stress them out, et cetera. So we really wanted to reduce the amount of people that were there at the loading site. Yeah. Um, the containers aren't, you're, you're a logistics guy, they're not like a container, a 20-foot container that you just pull off a barge that just no. came off the ocean. These no. are, these are fancy made customized intermodal containers with windows and air and ventilation and things like that. So two 20-foot containers were ground set in order for the wood bison to be driven into them. And once you had them in there safely, um, you close the doors and then each of those Two containers uh, for the first load were then loaded onto a Carlisle flatbed with our um, tractor trailer and driver there ready. Um, we had to strap them down, right? Make sure that everything is safe. And then that driver was then going to head that 128 kilometers down our one road yep, yep. Um, down to the river bars. And it wasn't that 28 bison can just fit in in two, you know, in two 20-foot containers that go on a flatbed. Yeah. So we had to take into consideration, well, how long does it take to put the containers on the flatbed, strap them down, yeah. right? Yeah. And then by the time you get to Nanana, which is where that port, that river barge port is, um, how long is it going to take them to offload? And at the same time, we don't want those poor bison that are have already been loaded to be stuck inside the containers for longer yeah. than they need to. Yeah. So we had to stagger essentially two loads with two trucks uh, in order to uh, give them time in between so that the moment that that second truck arrives at the river barge, yeah. Uh, to be offloads, that river barge can go, right, um, and continue on to their uh, final destination. Because safety, you know, it's, it's a safety issue, right? Um, you know, we want everything to be, nobody to get hurt, uh, stressed, heated, all of that, right? So um, we really, really had a lot of conversations about that. And and it was very, um, as much planning as you do in, in this sort of thing, if it gets really hot in Alaska, we would have had to postpone it. So we we didn't know till really, they could have, Alaska Department of Fish and Game could have said, nope, it's too hot. And last minute said, we have to postpone the, the move. So we had to have a lot of flexibility um, between dispatch, operations, truck drivers, and the barge in order to 
to make this happen, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, yeah. I think I think I overwent on your. No, question. no, no, you haven't, because it's so interesting. The thing is, uh, Eleanor, was uh, uh, you know, is a question that's popped into my mind, and I got loads written down here. Is I would assume there's so many what we would call stakeholders involved in this. So you've got government officials. You know, you've got to organ. You've got to make sure the weather's right. You've got to make sure uh, the transport is absolutely spot on. You've got to have experienced drivers. You're going to go a certain speed. You've got to do brakes. So, I assume that you are kind of at the epicenter of all of this, trying to plan this with all these different factors, stakeholders, interested parties. So it must have been because when you say, "Oh, transport 28 wood bison," let's be honest about it, this. Has got to be a mammoth project, if even at the smallest level for the health and welfare of the bison that are being transported, right? So it's it's it must have been a huge project. And, like, and as you said, these are sentient beings and these, these are precious beings. So it must have been not only a heart-stopping project. I don't know, maybe yeah. that's the right word to use, but was it a heart-stopping project organise it all? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I And I wish I was, I was there to see the load and offload, but again... I, uh, we really wanted to reduce the amount of people, but you talked about the stakeholder and that stakeholder engagement, and there are a lot of people yeah. involved in this, right? So, um, not just Carlisle Transportation on doing that road portion with the trucking, um, but Alaska Department of Fish and Game, the biologists from yeah. the Alaska Fish and Game, um, Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center, which is a nonprofit, but they're part of this, right? Because that's their that's their mission is to conserve the wildlife of our of Alaska, which is a most amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's just amazing. Um, and and really, you still have to work with the truck driver. Right. Uh, we have to work with dispatch. We have to work with um, the the river barge people that have their own issues that you have to account for. Right. You have to make sure that you have um, heavy equipment operators that know what they're doing in order to load and offload <clears throat> offload these containers um, safely. So. We had a lot of conversations uh, where we talked about reducing that exposure to risk, right? And yeah. what can that be, and how will that look like? Um, and and I think that by having all of those com- conversations, everybody went in for the actual execution very confidently. Yeah, and so. You had a plan B, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we always had. If if something were to happen, let's say you blow a tire, right? The plan B is the truck driver that was supposed to get the second load would go to get the first load, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we would have dispatched a third truck to get the second load. So you always come up with how to make this the most smooth but we didn't have to do any of that because it went uh very smoothly so um and of course everybody all of the stakeholders myself um the company uh the drivers the dispatchers we were all just waiting to hear from um alaska fish and game to say 
hey, did those guys get there? Are they good? And of course, uh, they kept us informed as well, even after our part was over, because um, we were just so, we're, we're involved, right? You're part of it now. Um, how can you not be, right? So uh, the drivers were really interested. I think the drivers had a lot of pride. Um, I can't really speak for them because they're not here, but I think there's a certain pride to say, hey, guess what I got to do? I didn't just drive, you know, a tractor with like a piece of equipment or something. I got to do this really cool thing uh, for our community. And 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 that's rather different. I don't know. Um, I haul horses. You know, they don't they don't just stand there. They move, right? The bison moves. It changes yeah. how you feel it in the truck, right? It changes how that truck drives. It changes how it moves on the road, right? Then than if you just had a piece of equipment tied down to it. You're absolutely so, right. I no, think absolutely it was... Right. Everything is, is true. My wife actually rides and owns horses, as does my son. So I know just for the transportation, because it, it remind, it's funny because it reminded me of horse transportation, but on another level, because this is... Because is, even, I like say, transporting horses, is um, it's, it needs to be specialised. But this, yes. is so, this is so away f- even from that, you know, the full the forethought that must have gone into it, the planning, and as you said, fantastically, uh, you know, what's that saying? You know, men plan and God laughs. You know, because things go wrong. But it sounds to me that everything was absolutely dotted and and lined correctly, because it it went it went well. So it's a fantastic achievement. Yeah, it definitely went smoothly, right? And and. You know, the truck drivers that did it this year aren't necessarily the truck drivers who did it in 2015, right? So it's not like they had that past experience to say, oh, when I'm driving on the road, I'm going to feel my trailer swaying, Um, right? So it was new for them. And I think that they took on the challenge very well. And uh, they didn't take unnecessary risks, right, for for the tractor, for themselves, for for the bison. Um, and, and you talked about the horses. It's, even in horses, it's different because each horse is um, yeah. inside that trailer, yeah. very well partitioned, right? These are wild animals. You don't just, oh, just cut it out, horse so-and-so, right? These are wild animals. So you add that aspect to it um, that makes it even more unique, right? Yeah, yeah. And you think, yeah. So, and it, it was it was very, um, it's definitely a little bit of emotional uh, happiness, right? Uh, to feel like these little guys get to start their life in, in interior Alaska and um, become part of the bigger herd that's been doing so well since 2015 yeah. out there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, crazy and and thing is eleanor this is such a usp because obviously i've looked i know i've spoken to hundreds of comp- logistics companies all over the world and you know they're often obviously they're promoting like wide loads has hazardous material and, and so on because that's you know that's their business and that's what they should be doing but in a really positive way this is such the potential for this to do this not necessarily wood bison, but other livestock in specialised uh, conditions, which this clearly was, that gives you kind of a unique edge as a logistics company to really promote that. And obviously, I know you're promoting it, of course. 
but it's such a fantastic opportunity to really push something really different. And obviously you are looking at that because, you know, I've had your, your PR company that obviously promoted, hence the reason we're chatting, but it is such a brilliant story. And it's something that I assume means that you can capitalize on, not just financially, but capitalize in a really positive way in terms of really pushing what Carlisle are about and how you can be different from other transport companies. Oh my gosh, uh, 100%. Um, so Alaska is this huge expanse of a state land-wise. It's, yeah. it's, it's enormous. Um, it's so hard to even understand how big it is until you get out there. But when you think about it, our entire state has less than a million people. And when, when you're a trucking company and you are moving items, you're essentially helping your people, whether you are helping truck items to build a road, build a house, or even deliver food. Yeah. Um, that's still your community. These are still your people. And on the bison side specifically, when you talk about our community, which is really our state, our entire state, um, this is such an amazing thing to do for the state, the community, and for the native communities that are out there, right? Um, there's a lot of communities that have subsistence living, and this changes their entire access to food. Um, so, so this is, it's, it's just shows um, the flexibility and the, the way that we will approach any task in order to make it work, if that makes sense. Um, makes sense. We'll figure it out, right? Yeah. No, it makes total sense. And just, uh, just finally, what's the hardest part about this whole project and what's the most rewarding part? And I know it's sort of putting you on a spot a bit and you could probably give me 10 of each, but the overriding best, hardest and the overriding most rewarding. Well, I would say the hardest part was um, kind of being at the edge of our seat uh, to the day of loading because we just didn't know how the weather was gonna cooperate. Uh, like I said, it gets really hot in the summer in the in interior Alaska. So if if it got too hot, we just would have had to postpone it. So that kind of waiting around with the tractors, with the drivers, um, that definitely was challenging. Um, the most rewarding part is definitely we just got an email from Alaska. Um, Department of Fishing Game, where the bison have officially been introduced to the other herd, and they're all very happy. They're all doing really well because they're tracking them, right? They know yeah. their they know their bison, and um, it, you know it's emotional. It it makes me really happy that they're doing well, and um, they got accepted by the other herd. So that's the best part. Fantastic, and it must be must be. I can't imagine just how rewarding it is, you know, to do that, um, to be part of that project, be part of that success, because it's it's a kind of head and shoulders different, but in a really nice way. 
Um, and don't get me wrong, I find transport logistics really fascinating. I talk to people who deal with AI and robotics and hazardous cargo and all the stuff is really interesting. But this is, like I said at the beginning of the, the conversation, it's so different and so rewarding. Uh, I can't imagine just how that feels. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, imagine, I keep thinking, right, in 40 years, right, um, when you look back on it and you have a um, sustainable striving herd in Alaska, right, yeah. uh, that we were part of that, right, uh, and say we helped really get this animal back to its origins and uh getting this animal back to surviving in Alaska. And that's really cool. And who knows what it's going to look like in a hundred years, right? And what kids will say. They'll never even know that at one point wood bison weren't in the interior of Alaska, that they had to be reintroduced by Alaska Department of Fish and Game. And, and our trucking company, our trucking company got to do something this freaking cool that has impact far like the impact are just so big I, I just think that's so cool what a fantastic way to wrap this up and that's a really really brilliant uh, you were brilliant to interview thank you so much for that you can find global logistics at glowlogistic.com